This is the High School Football America podcast for March the 19th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrap, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Heading to Western Pennsylvania to talk a little high school football. And boy, you know this Pennsylvania guy loves to talk about Keystone State football. And let's face it, uh, Western Pennsylvania football has been good since it started. (laughs) And it hasn't dropped at all. Uh, We've got some great players that have come out of that area. And uh, today we get a a fun chat here to talk with uh, a man who uh, not only uh, won a state championship last year in Pennsylvania, the 1A championship for Farrell High School, the Steelers, they're now back-to-back state champions. Uh, Last year, was his first year. He played on the team state championship uh, squad back in the mid-90s as well. So I love it when you have somebody that uh, goes to school someplace, goes away, does nice things, and comes back and gives back to the kids. And that's what uh, Anthony Pagese is doing at uh, Farrell High School. So uh, time to talk some Steelers football, Farrell style, (laughs) with Coach Pagese. Welcome to the show, Coach. Oh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's 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 fun, and as I've done with everybody that has uh, won the little Twitter contest we ran on Monday, is I, I have everybody put on their uh, well, whatever you want to call it, ambassador hat, the Chamber of Commerce hat. People certainly know where Western Pennsylvania is. Uh, they probably know a thing or two about the other Steelers, but I'm going to give you a little shot here at the beginning to talk about uh, the community there. Uh, you know, kind of what type of community it is, and how football fits into that community. Uh, we're a very small knit community, um, around 5,000 people here, and, and we're family-oriented, and a lot of people just, just love this community and love this city and, and love everything about what we do. Talking feral football on the High School Football America podcast tonight. Anthony Bacchese is the uh, is the head coach there, took over, uh, moved up from OC, you were a, an assistant there. Tell me a little bit about uh, that transition. I mean, you know, you set the bar pretty high for yourself. It's already high, right? The feral football is a big deal. But now you've gone in the first year and captured another, uh, another championship. So tell me a little bit about some of the things maybe that you did when you took over. Did you make major changes, or was it one of those things where you understood the, the, the feral tradition the culture and all that tell the tell the listeners a little bit about that i just kind of understood the tradition here like i said i was a big part of this tradition and and being a kid and growing up in this city and and being part of this culture and i really didn't do much transition over from the offense coordinator to the head coach you know i've been part of the program coaching wise for the last eight nine years and and we just kept the staff the same and we just kind of ran with it and like you said we knew the tradition and everything that's about in this place and we just kind of ran with it, trying to build build onto that tradition. And what is Steeler tradition there at Farrell? So uh, the the listeners around the nation know it. Like I said, everybody knows Western PA football, right? But uh, define it a little bit for the guy for the people out there listening. The tradition around here is just built on hard work, hard work, hard community work, and obviously it's built on a lot of winning and and a lot of conference district titles and and getting to the state championship and. It's just built on hard work, the hardworking people in this community. We're an old steel town, and and everyone knows what happened with that situation. A lot of jobs lost, a lot of people moved out, and, and a lot of people that stayed here just kind of be close-knit family around here. And that just kind of helped your tradition over the years, and football is one of those things that bring this community together. A lot of football playing, a lot of people, and just love this place. 
Yeah, Anthony Pegues is on the line. He's the head coach at Farrell High School in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, state championship last year, back-to-back in 1A. That's uh, Pennsylvania's smallest uh, classification. But uh, when you win a state championship in Pennsylvania, it's always big. It doesn't matter if it's small or, or the largest classification, uh, beating uh, Bishop Guilfoyle last year in overtime. And let's kind of reflect a little bit on uh, you know some of the things that happened last year before we go in and look toward 2020. So uh, obviously an, another ring, that's always good for the kids uh you, you you now have one as a coach and as a uh, as a head coach I should say and as a player but who were some of the kids that really helped you guys last year whether it was you know from a leadership standpoint on the field both tell me a little bit about some of those uh, those kids last year that got the Steelers another championship I mean, you always always got to start with the senior class and um Brian Hilton Jr. Melvin Hobson Raymond Raver Gary Hobson and and a lot of those guys Tyree Hammonds and Savion Thomas all of those kids that were seniors that's been they're furrow kids, born and raised here in Furrow and they've been around for a long time and we just had a lot of senior leadership. Talking with uh, Anthony Pegues, the head coach at uh, I, I, now is Farrell just my my east side of the state uh <laughs> <laughs> little, little little thing there, or is it Farrell? So I got I got to make sure. Do I just kind of run over it a little quickly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Farrell's, Farrell's over here, just a little small place, and <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. I, you know, I'm a dumb Dutchman yeah. from from the eastern part of the state here, so I'll keep going with Farrell until I get it uh, get it right. But uh, anyway, yeah, you're, so you're pronouncing it right. Okay, good. So I, you know, yeah. like that's a, that's the worst thing, right? I can do mispronounce it all, but. Yeah. Uh, it's like now when I live in the South, some people look at me and go, you're not from around here. You don't have a y'all or anything. (laughs) Anyway, coach, back to a little bit of seriousness, but you know, uh, again, the, the, the winning back to back, right. It's always hard. What were some of the things that you kind of set up as, as the the head coach and, and, and your staff did to make sure the kids were working ahead because the bullseye gets bigger once you become that defending champ, if you will. Oh, for sure, because from the previous year in 2018, and we went undefeated there and won 15 games in a row and had a lot of kids go play Division One football, and and we just kind of used that as more motivation that teams are going to be coming after you, and, and we have to work extremely hard to get back to where we want to be. And and we start off really slow this year, started 0-2, um, lost two um, good opponents early in the season, and we just got on a roll, and we just kind of kept that motivation. If you want to get back to the point and be king, and you got to put in the hard work. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And you know, one of the uh, one of the things I was thinking about as I was taking some notes here prior to getting you on the line was, uh, you know, you you won that championship in the, in the mid '90s there as a player. Uh, then you win it as a head coach. Obviously, you won a championship as an assistant there. Uh, one of the three, any sweeter than the other? Meaning, one is the kid that that wins it in high school, and one is the 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 older guy. We'll say uh, that that won it as a, a head coach. I would like to think the guy that won it as a head coach, you know, um, it was it was really great as a kid winning it as a as a player and then winning it as an assistant. But to kind of say that you are the guy that's re- leading the program and helping these kids the way the way we have over the years, it's just kind of sweeter as a head coach. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things I, I, I love talking about generally when you're talking about a smaller town and, and programs in smaller towns, just like yourself, you know, going back to the alma mater, right? Uh, tell, tell me a little bit about uh, the staff. You said you kind of kept a lot of the same guys, but I mean, are a lot of those guys feral alums and, and they, uh, they, they keep, you know, giving back, if you will? Yes, for sure. If, if we have 15 coaches on the staff, I would like to think, 14 of the 15 coaches are for alumni. And um, our, my former high school coach, 
um, Falcone, Mr. Falcone, he's part of our staff too. He actually helps out any way he can. And all the coaches, pretty much most of the coaches there played under him. So a lot of us guys, you know, we, we graduated from Furl, played for Furl, went off and did some other things, and we all came back and we're just giving back the way we know how, and that's through coaching. Yeah, Farrell High School, uh, Western Pennsylvania, Steeler football, not a bad nickname to have if you're playing football uh, no matter what level in the western part of Pennsylvania. Uh, what was the biggest adjustment for you when you moved, you know, you certainly you, you moved your way up in, into the OC position and then became the head coach. Was there was there anything that was a little bit tougher for you that you didn't expect to, to happen? Usually a lot of times it's the control thing, right? Now you can't just have your hands on one thing. you gotta, you got to be the, the master, if you will, the maestro. But uh, what, what was it like for you on the transition oh it was I, I wouldn't say it was a difficult transition it was actually fairly easy but like you said there was a lot more things that come along with offense defense special teams just a lot of different things as a head coach you had to prepare for instead of being just the offense coordinator my job would just put points on the board <laughs> now I'm worried about everyone and every little thing that goes along with the position and, and with the job and and it, it was it was a smooth transition um coach Jared you know I think he kind of prepared me for this moment. He was the previous head coach, and some of the things he did for me in the last couple of years, I think he kind of prepared me to take over this job, and it was pretty much smooth transition. Obviously winning a championship, uh, that's, uh, that's what it's all about after an 0-2 start. Uh, Anthony Pagese is on the line, the uh, head coach at Farrell High School in western Pennsylvania. Uh, won a uh, championship in overtime. We talked about some of the kids before we look forward to, uh, to 2020. Uh, boy, it doesn't get any more heart-stopping, I guess, than winning in overtime in the, in the 1A championship game on a field goal. I think it was about 22 yards out uh, there in overtime. Tell me a little bit about that. What was that uh, moment like? Who was the young man that booed? it and got you guys back to back oh that moment was crazy there you know um brian hilton jr kid that does a lot of different things for us play dn wide receiver um he could do it all kicks kicks field goals punts and it was it was a certain situation like you said we were in overtime and and i never hesitated to actually go kick it being the school that we're from we really don't kick field goals <laughs> actually we never kick field goals and so i think when we started lining up for the field goal, everyone's wondering like what are they doing like, cause we never do it, but I just have faith in the kid that can get it done. And like I said, it was in a 30 mile an hour wind or something like that. And the ball just hung up there forever. It was almost blowing backwards and they made it over and, and that's a crazy way to win a state title. <laughs> uh, no matter how it how it gets done, right? It doesn't matter how how ugly it may be, and and you beat a good program too. I mean, Bishop Guilfoyle at one point a couple of years ago had um, one of the longest active streaks in in the nation. So that's got to make it even a little bit sweeter because they are a good opponent, right? Oh, definitely for sure. And they, and they beat us in 2015 for the state title, and they put a, a good whooping on us back then too. And they're a very good program and. They do a lot of good things down there. Great coaching down there for Coach Wheeler and just a really good program. Anthony Pagese on the line, the head coach at Farrell High School in, in western Pennsylvania. And um, I'm working on making sure I get that dialect right in there. I think I got it now. Uh, instead of that Farrell I was using at the, at the top of it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's let's turn the clock ahead uh, to 2020. Uh, again, you know, uh, defending makes it hard to defend. You got that job done. And now the word three-peats probably tossed around a lot. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that you're you're talking to the kids about in the offseason to say, hey, hey, folks. Uh, those last two, that's done. 2020 is a whole different year. Yeah, it's, it's just like every year we come into this situation and we tell the kids, you know, our goals and expectation is to win a state championship. 
what we did back in 2018-2019 is gone. It's time for you guys to build your own legacy, the senior class coming up. And to order to get that done, you just got to put in all the hard work, more work than you did the pre- previous two years. So that's what we're preaching to them right now. And then talk a little bit about uh, some of the kids that, uh, you know, I, I, right now with the coronavirus, I know there's no contact, but before all, the, the world went in a different direction here. Who were some of the kids you were seeing in the weight room that were making a difference from a standpoint of leadership? And who are some of the kids you expect to continue that when you finally do get on the field and, and, and play a big role leadership uh, on the field and off the field for you guys this year? Uh, we have a lot of guys that, that can do that. Um, Gary Satterwhite Jr., um, the third, actually. He's a three-year starter at center and almost 45 starts in his career already. And wow. Bryce Bryce Butler, wide receiver, and and we probably have I feel is one of the top running backs in the state with Anthony Stallworth Jr. and and we got a lot of guys coming back. Tayden Strickland, a linebacker. Anthony Jackson, a linebacker. So we got we got a lot of guys coming back. Omar Stewart, his dad is a coach on the staff, and Jaden Harrison, who's another thousand-yard rushing running back, his dad is a coach on the staff, and. So we have a lot of kids that's coming back, a lot of skill and a lot of big guys up front, and we're just looking to make it happen again. Yeah, and and one of the things that I know changed uh, in the off season, and this is happening in all states, by the way, successful programs and and changes in in classification. As I said, you were uh, you know a one A champ last year. Uh, numbers being what numbers are, uh, were you guys affected by that? I can't remember. Do you guys have to bounce up because of of how good you've been over the last several years? Yes, we did. That that success factor actually got us. And I guess with the that new rule they have with the state and PA and certain situations, we actually had to move up the classification because we had a success factor with winning two back-to-back state championships. So that kind of got us there. And it, it'll affect us because we'll have to play against some bigger schools, but we'll be prepared. you got to put 11 out on the field and we'll have 11 out there and we'll be ready to go. Yeah, no, like I said, uh, most coaches feel the same way, right? Uh, you'd rather have the success factor get you because that means you did something to get it, right? <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> got to look at it from a positive standpoint. And uh, I mentioned the coronavirus and as I've done at the end of every interview uh, with coaches this week, um, you know, because we have so many coaches that listen to the podcast looking for little, you know, newsy things to see if there's a, an interest in way of doing it you know i guess everybody's trying to use you know video facetime you know whatever it is you guys doing anything different there to uh to get through this situation um right now one of the big things that that we're going to start doing is we're um, going to start doing a lot of printouts and probably doing some more conference calls um with with kids dropping paperwork off the kids and that sort of thing and and try to get the kids kind of do some working out on their own. You know what I mean? With this kind of being locked down in a house, so to speak, and can't really do much. And that's the only thing we can really do right now, which is a, which is a headache as of itself, but yeah. that's all we could do right now. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that just dawned, and I didn't even think of this on the other interviews that I've done this week, but if you think about it, in, in some ways, these kids who are so techn- technologically sound may be able to teach the, the old dog some new tricks. What do you think about that? You have any kid out there saying, hey, coach, you, there's such a thing as FaceTime? Yes, yes, which, which is which is crazy because my um, the center, Gary Satterway, he was like, well, you know, you could do um, multiple Facebook calls or or FaceTime calls, and or or maybe even do a video, just like some coaches do with pot, with um different videos, and they put them on YouTube, and 
and you could do that and just kind of do coaching through that way. <laughs> so there's a lot of different things we could do now. So we'll yeah, see like how that works. Yeah, well, you know, every so often us old dogs can learn some new tricks. Well, Coach, I, I really appreciate uh, you taking some time here to, to share a little bit about the program and what you've been doing and what you're doing right now. We wish you nothing but uh, continued success uh, and, and, and good luck on the road to, uh, to a three-peat. Oh, thank you. Really appreciate you having me on. It, it does, you does great thing for football, and a lot of us coaches and a lot of football people really appreciate it. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it as well. Those are kind words. Thank you. Don't forget to follow High School Football America every day at highschoolfootballamerica.com or on our social media sites. Facebook.com forward slash High School Football America. Our handle on Instagram is also High School Football America. And on Twitter, our handle is HSFB America. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of High School Football. FootballAmerica.com. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast. I'm Jeff Fisher.